The following podcast is part of the 6040 Network. Hello and welcome to Everything Small Business, your shortcut to start, build, manage and grow your small business. I'm Spencer and in today's episode I sit down with lettering artist and graphic designer Aurelie Marin as part of our new mini-series called Share Your Small Business Story. Aurelie, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome to Everything Small Business. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem. So maybe let's jump straight into it. Um, how about you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, maybe about your small business, when you started and why you started? Yeah, sure. So I think it probably is better to start right from the beginning. Um, so I'm originally from New Caledonia. I was born there and that's why I have a French accent, <laughs> in case anyone is wondering. Um, so I actually moved to the Gold Coast um, back in 2010, and that's when I studied a Bachelor of uh, Graphic Design at Griffith University. So right from the start, I kind of knew I was going to study design. I've always been a creative, always loved drawing, so I kind of knew I wanted to have a creative career. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to study graphic design and hopefully find a job in a, an agency, So which I did. I studied for two years at Griffith Uni, then graduated and straight away found my first job in an agency, which I worked out for one year or a bit less and then went to another agency just a different one for a bit of a change which I worked at um, for let's say seven eight months and straight away I kind of knew that working nine to five wasn't really for me which I get is for some people but for me personally as a creative I thought it's a I always thought it was a bit difficult to be creative nine to five and really switch it on and off. Like. Yes. It's always been, I felt it was exhausting for me and working on projects that I wasn't, I wasn't really connecting with. So it's been a bit tough. So I decided why not try and start my freelance business, which I started by just working part-time at the start so I was working part-time at that agency and I started to like slowly find a couple of clients and started working for myself then I would say maybe two months after working part-time I was like that's it I'm 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 quitting my job going full-time freelance which I have been doing for eight years now and yeah been really enjoying um, the freedom of working um, for myself and although I'm not working nine to five now I'm probably working seven to seven but <laughs> it's a lot more rewarding working for yourself and yeah I've also been teaching at Griffith University I actually started right away after finishing studying as well I, they actually needed extra stuff and one of my previous teacher was like do you feel like teaching? Would you like to teach? And then I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And then she's like, you're starting next week. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is a bit tough. But yeah, I've been doing it ever since. So ever since I graduated, I've kind of been working um, as a graphic designer, started my own business and also been teaching um, just one day a week. So it's like a bit of a break from my my day-to-day -day job. And it's actually good to be in contact with students and the teaching environment as well. So we'll put some links to your Instagram and website and YouTube because sure. you've got a very distinct style. So do you call yourself a graphic designer or a lettering artist or a graphic artist? So that's a really good question because at the start, yes, I'm I'm a graphic designer. Yeah. This is my job. This is what I've always been doing. So working for clients and only just recently – I kind of started, I guess, getting a bit not sick of doing graphic design, but kind of seeking something more um, because working just for clients can be very daunting. Like you're not really, as a creative particularly, like you're not really creating stuff for yourself. You're always trying to please your client. And over the years, because it was my own business, I was, I needed 
to make as much money as possible, obviously to pay my bills. And obviously I was kind of saying yes to all of the jobs that were coming in, which I was lucky at the start. I had a lot of um, work coming in, a lot of like word of mouth and people being happy with my work. So they like, I would always find work, but it kind of got to the point where my clients started to know me a bit more. I had like a lot of retaining clients and they were asking for more, but they wanted things cheaper and they wanted it done faster. And at the end of the day, I was doing all the work thinking, Oh, I need the money. I can't say no. And I wasn't really doing any work that felt fulfilling for me. That's right. With a designer, you're given a brief and you have to match that brief. Yes, exactly. It's less about expressing yourself and more staying on brand and and exactly. And I, I found that a lot of the time client, they don't care if it's necessarily great design. They just wanted to do the job. And as long as it's done before Saturday, 10 PM, it's they're happy with, with it. So yeah, I, over the years, I kind of started feeling like I needed to evolve and try and do something that was more uh, meaningful to me. So that's uh, pretty much when it started, like it was around um, 2019, I kind of decided, okay, I, I need to try out something. I need to maybe do, because I've always been like really passionate about typography and everything, um, hand lettering and things like that. So I decided, yeah, why not try and focus on that a bit more? So I started posting on Instagram a little bit more. I was kind of like looking around and seeing what other people were doing. I was pretty inspired by other people doing online courses and like YouTube videos and tutorials and things like that so that was something that was kind of of in the back of my mind for a while but I was still trying to pay the bill so I didn't really fully commit to it it was just there sitting in the back of my mind something I wanted to do but I still prioritized all of my day-to-day jobs until COVID happened which meant that I had zero work left like zero job on the go I had nothing to work on so that was kind of like the trigger for me the trigger to kind of really work on something else work on my art a bit more and express myself more as an artist and not so much as a graphic designer so that's really when I started um, working on posting more sharing my knowledge with um, students and started doing online courses and things like that so now that's why I call myself not just a graphic designer but a lettering artist as well Um, and yeah that's how it all started yeah awesome so when you started then yeah it was more graphic design and to a brief and depending on what your clients needed and then so over time yeah now you have a very distinct style which looks awesome the the lettering and it's interesting because it's very different to design as well so in putting that out there you'll probably attract a lot more clients that want that sort of work a lot more businesses or yes exactly and I'm actually able now that I've been kind of focusing on creating online courses and selling digital resources and things like that I'm actually able to um, generate income coming from that which means that I can now choose my clients so I'm not saying yes to absolutely every design job that comes in I'm really selecting the clients I want to work with and because I'm posting more and doing more of my style I'm able to attract clients that are interested in my style so they're not here just to get something cheap and done quickly and just doing the job they actually want what only I can create because it's my style, it's my stuff and they've seen it on my page and they ask me for that specifically and I can charge a bit more for that as well which at the end of the day is all I wanted and it's so much more rewarding, it's completely life-changing particularly for a small, small business like mine because I was pretty much working more but not making more money so I yep. was doing more work to please my clients and to over deliver all the time but I wasn't making more money whereas now I'm really focusing on doing the things I love and that's a lot more rewarding like all I could ask for (laughs) 100% there's a fine line I guess between over delivering as well and like scope creep and and also when you do over deliver that sort of uh, given an inch and taking a mile like uh, of course we love our clients but they'll, they'll start to get used to that little bit more, then want that little yes. bit more. And all of a sudden, the more like you, you give, say, the more they ask for. That's right. <laughs> that's yeah, definitely. 
something just going back to something you said there so COVID happened which everyone knows and you mentioned then it sounds like it must have impacted on your clients as well because projects stopped coming through I have a, a marketing business as well and I know when that first sort of started happening it was yeah there was a lot of unknowns and clients didn't know what was happening so everything was a bit weird I, th- I think you've sort of answered the question anyway but it'd be good to hear again you had to make a decision on how you were going to continue forward and I guess that's where you started with the courses yes. so like pivoting in, into that yes yeah. definitely so I yeah like you said a lot of my clients were not sure about what was going to happen so obviously the first thing you stop <laughs> investing in is Spending advertising <laughs> and <laughs> marketing and all that kind of things so I was yeah left with no job which gave me all the free time to really refocus and reassess my business and where did I want to go what did I really want to do and like I said it had always been in the back of my mind to try something different and I've always been really passionate about hand lettering and everything typography related. So I was like, this is my opportunity. And if worst case scenario, if it doesn't work, if it doesn't make any money, I can still go back to my previous graphic design job, which I still do from time to time. But now literally 2021 has been the first year where I've just been focusing um, and earning income from my online courses and my digital resources and teaching. So yeah, it's been a a blessing in disguise. And yeah, I've learned so much from yeah being struggling. And I'm not going to lie, it was a lot of work. I was really unsure. I was scared. I was like, oh, what if that doesn't work? What if people think I'm stupid? What if it doesn't make any money? What if it just stops and it's just a heat from COVID? I don't know. We never know what can happen. So yeah, I still, to this day, I'm really happy that did happen I've learned so much and I think I wouldn't go back now and there's a, a few things that I've learned from that as well that I think I would like to share um, and the most important one I think from being a small business owner is that you can absolutely never just rely on one source of income which was probably my biggest mistake as a small business owner because I was a graphic designer I had a couple of clients and I always thought oh these are my best clients they will always be there and instead of spending time posting more of my work do doing um, outreach to new client consistently um, working on improving my business reevaluating what I was going towards I kind of like took it for granted and was like oh that's okay I'll have all the clients that will come in worst case scenario which is really bad a bad thing to think um you really need to constantly seek for different source of income or always trying to get new clients coming in always advertising yourself like putting yourself out there and trying to maybe dedicate a couple of days during the week just to work on your business so it's not just about doing the client work it's also about doing the work for yourself for your own business which was my biggest mistake and I know that now I would never do that again. Like I'm constantly trying to post as much work as possible to get more reach. I'm always trying to um, do send outreach emails to potential clients. I do that constantly. I also like try and get um, income from different sources. So I, for example, sell digital resources uh, that are different type on different platforms. And I also have like try a few different things so I'm trying to do online videos with tutorials so that I have that in the back just in case I'm also doing online courses so I'm really trying to diverse my um, what I do so I can make sure that if one fails I'm not stuck like I was during COVID. Definitely that that's that's important and even doing it several different ways like you said there, so not only having the different channels or different products like the courses or the assets and things that you're selling, but also selling them on different platforms and not putting yes. your whole business into one business that if that was to disappear, exactly. it's gone. So. Yeah, it's like I use Instagram a lot to promote my business, but I don't use just Instagram because you never know, one day Instagram might disappear or your account might be hacked. But yeah, so that's why I'm actually trying to grow on YouTube as well. I'm actually growing on Pinterest as well at the moment, which is a different type of audience. I'd imagine Pinterest would be quite good for 
Oh, yeah, for what it's insane. Doing, especially actually, the how-to kind of things. Yeah, I've actually been so surprised because everything that I post, um, if I'm trying to share something, I'm just sharing it on all the different platforms. Yep. I'm sharing it differently. I would share, for example, just the final image or the process video of my work um, or like a tutorial. But it's always the same content, but delivered differently on all the different platforms. And that really helps. And I know that it kind of converts into sales uh, most of the time. That yeah, is it's important because like, each channel will have a different intent to why people use it. So exactly, different yes. content for the different yes. channels will be so more effective. Even though this is the same content, it's just repurposed differently in different ways. And you get different type of um, clients from it different type of customers uh, which is great and that way like i said if one dies you still have the other just in case which is extremely important as we've all learned yes (laughs) because who would have ever thought yeah you never know what can happen tomorrow that's for sure that's right (laughs) a lot of people are trying to learn more online even myself included um, because as a small business owner i don't have obviously the resources to hire people to help me edit videos or to help me do the marketing or things like that. So it's something that I've had to learn myself. And yeah, I had many times I was like, oh, I could hire someone to do this for me. Like, because when I did my first online course, when I started it, I wasn't ready at all. So that was my idea was like, I'm just going to get it done, try it, see how it goes. If it needs changes, I will do it. But I thought to myself, okay, I need to figure out how to do it by myself. So nowadays there's pretty much no excuse, like everything you can find on online for free on like an online tutorial. So I had to learn by myself, okay, how to edit my videos, how to film my videos, how to um, do this and this and this. So yeah, I've, found that nowadays it's a lot easier to find all of that information online and I've also noticed that like just from releasing my online courses that a lot of people are seeking that knowledge like they want to learn they want to learn from themselves Um, and a lot of people are actually starting their own small businesses as well Um, so I think that's another tip that I would give anyone trying out in this field um, you have to be willing to learn constantly you can't just be like oh I can't do this so I'm gonna ask someone else to do it even if it's not perfect I would say that until you have enough money to hire someone to do the job for you you have to learn by yourself I have a lot of um, students that are actually from uni and for my courses asking me advice on like how to start a small business how to get out there find clients and all that kind of thing and they always ask me how do you do this how do you do this I'm like well I've I've learned by myself I've kind of figured out a way to do it even if it wasn't perfect my first online course I filmed it from my iPhone I'm not gonna lie it's it was filmed from my phone and then until until I sold my first course I made enough money to buy a camera I could film properly like in a real studio but I always tell my um, students be willing to learn and nowadays there is no excuse you have all of the resources out there whether it be a podcast a YouTube video an online course everything is like accessible and I think we didn't have that 10 years ago. Like I remember being at uni trying to do my assignments and figure out how to use the pen tool in Illustrator. Nowadays, you just Google how to use the pen tool and you have hundreds of videos. So yeah, there's no excuse and you've got to be willing to learn constantly, I think. Yeah, definitely. My first business was branding studio and I used to like doing a lot of the designs as much by hand beforehand. It was a bit harder than we had to like then scan it in and then try and trace it using the pen tool and illustrator. (laughs) It was a bit painful. But a couple of things that you've just said then I think are really important Mm -hmm. and I I do think people need to hear. And I'm glad, especially the first first one that you said, because I think that is super important. Everyone has doubts or everyone second guesses themselves. doesn't matter who you are, I think. And it is like you just have to get a little bit comfortable with being uncomfortable or push yourself and just have a go or or yeah. back yourself as well. People don't really judge you. Like, you know, all those stories you have going on in your head and what people are going to say and all these things, like 
they're just that just stories like they don't people don't judge you like if yes. anything it's the opposite people probably get more inspired and, and they love yes. the fact that you've you, you're you've tried it. yes yeah. definitely um totally yeah nobody really cares about you yourself but you like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um which is really true and if you try something if you fail nobody really cares and if they actually see you trying they actually admire that and if any, anybody is gonna um judge you from trying it's probably because they're mad at themselves for not trying exactly so yeah i always always like push my student to just start that's my best advice when they ask me oh but i'm not good i or oh, i can't do it i don't know where to start i'm like just just start really it's like the starting part is the most difficult it's just getting the ball rolling and just having something real in front of you and just starting from nothing is the most difficult. So I always tell them, just get something done. And once you have something done, that's when you can start improving, making changes and refining it and learning from it. Um, but yeah, you need to start and don't be afraid failing. of failing. Yes. Failing is learning. Like yes. if you're not failing, maybe you need to be trying a bit harder Try a bit or you harder. Know, pushing yourself exactly. harder. Yes. Yeah, and I've learned so much from doing the things wrong the first time. And if I hadn't done them, if I hadn't like failed or done it not perfectly, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I always like try and say to myself, it doesn't have to be perfect because I'm a bit of a perfectionist, but I always try to hit that 70% perfect. So whenever I try something new, I post something or I release something, I feel like there's always that part of me who wants to keep working on it and keep adding more. And But I'm like, no, already have to stop here, stop at 70% and it will be okay. And that usually works um, because otherwise you just put too much time into it, too much of yourself. And at the end of the day, it's all about trying and trying more and trying again, failing, trying again. So if you hit that 70% and do it a lot, uh, that's really how you can improve, I believe. I agree. Being consistent, I think, is as important nowadays. Like, it's all fine to do something that's perfect, but if, say, if you're social media, like if you're putting out content, but it's taking you that long that you're only putting out something once per week, it's kind of a waste of energy because you're not going to, no one's going to see it. Yep. So I guess, yeah, if you're focusing on, not focusing on 70, but you're, you're happy, you know, between the 70 and plus whatever, you can be more consistent. So some consistency is, is much better. Yes, definitely. You can definitely do more because I do believe that that's how you kind of find what you're, what you love, what you're into. You find your own style by, by doing more. I've get that question a lot. How do you find your style? How do you develop your own Yeah, and I'm always like, you you just do the thing. You just do it more and do it every day. And that's how you find your own style. That's how you improve as well, like just by doing more. And if you hit that 70% mark, I think you can allow yourself to create more without putting too much pressure on yourself and without spending too much time on what you do. And I feel like that that works for everything, that rule. Been following it for a while and it works. Yeah. It's actually, when I think about it, it's interesting. You started or you went into the industry or the field that you're passionate about being design. But then at the beginning, it maybe wasn't quite what you were expecting. But then through that journey, you've, you've found your passion within designing. And now that's the business which is growing and, and you're loving Yes, definitely. And like I said, like I went through a couple of phases where I was not failing, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. So I was not successful in what I intended to do. But I still knew that I needed to go through this path to get to where I am today. This is that's what helped me to learn all the things that I know today. Part of the process, I suppose. Definitely. There, there is quite a big uh, difference in what you, your business, I guess. So there would have been a fair learning curve. You're still doing design work, but you're able to select the clients that you want to work with. Yes. But you do have like the the courses, um, the digital assets, and things like that. Yeah, like it's a different business where you you're now producing courses. Just the business has evolved, and like as you said before, you had to do a lot of learning, which you did yourself. Do you find like in going to the online course space, having that sort of experience, being a working at Griffith and being a lecturer, helped? 
Oh, yes, definitely, 100%. Yeah. Um, everything that I've done throughout my career has been helpful. Um, even working in the agency for two years, that was super helpful, super valuable. I learned so much. Teaching at Griffith Uni has also taught me a lot about how to teach my students, how to deliver the information. And yeah, that's how I kind of came to start my um, online courses. But I would say that I've learned more from doing my first online course because I learned from doing it. When I started, like when I was like, okay, I'm going to do an online course, I had no idea where I was where I was going, what I was doing, how to do it. But I was like, I'm just going to give it a go. I'm going to start. I'm, I'll figure out the step as I go. So every week I was achieving something and then finding out, oh, okay, I need, now I need to do this and now I need to do this. And then once it was finished, when I kind of released the course, I got feedback from the client. I was able to look at what I had done and I was able to see, okay, this this is what needs to be changed. This is what I need to keep because that work, that's working. This is not working. So I need to adjust this and this and this. So I think you do learn from all of your experiences, but you learn a lot from doing as well. For me, it's always scary to start a new uh, big project. I'm always like, I'm never going to be able to do it. But then I break down the project into smaller tasks and I always think to myself, okay, I don't need to do the entire project today. It's just the first task that I need to get done this week. And that way it's a lot easier. You can actually see the whole project uh, broken down into smaller pieces and you're like, okay, it's actually achievable. And for a lot of things, it's very scary to start something you've never done before, start something new, try it, something that you don't know if it's going to work. Um, but you learn from doing, you learn from trying and challenging failing yourself. and challenging yourself. Exactly. I would totally say to people, if you're thinking of doing something like that, if you're thinking of trying um, a bigger project, uh, don't be scared to just start and even if you don't know where you're going you'll figure out along the, along the way have you found like being in a design business i don't know if you call it disruptive but like technology that come along so like platforms like canva just impacted or changed things or i guess how do you see things like canva that come along Personally, I always recommend Canva to my clients <laughs> just because, um, like I've said just before, when you have a small business, you need to figure out how to do things by yourself. So unless you can afford it. So a lot of the time I have small businesses coming to me and be like, oh, I need this logo, but I don't have a big budget. I have a small budget. And then I need all of the assets. I need Instagram pictures, Facebook pictures and all that. And I'm like... Well, I can do it for you, but it's going to cost money. It's not going to be cheap and no graphic designer should be cheap. So the best thing that I can recommend is that you use something like Canva, which is not bad at all. It's actually a good, really good um, software out there that's really helping people out um, creating their own graphic design when they can't afford to hire a proper graphic designer so yeah when I whenever I have a small client that asks me can you do all of this thing for me I'm like well if you can't afford it I would recommend that you go to canvas and um, actually watch some tutorials on how to do it and um, yeah I actually do it um, in a way that I kind of give my clients all of the assets so I would give them the colors the typography and um, the logo and then they can kind of reuse everything and they can destroy kind of, it in Canva yes <laughs> but <laughs> I mean for for a small business sometimes that's all they need but obviously if it's a bigger business I would totally not recommend Canva and I would recommend hiring a proper designer that's going to work on keeping the brand nice and consistent but for, and original I guess as well Yes, definitely. I'm a graphic designer, so obviously for me, branding is like so important. Um, for small businesses, I think there's nothing wrong with Canvas personally. From that then, so, so say a business is growing and they have been doing some stuff on Canva themselves and it's not too bad, but they want to take that next step in there. They want to grow their business or take that next step. When would you recommend a business do that? 
as soon as they can afford <laughs> the graphic designer. So I think it would be a good idea to maybe uh, when you know you're growing, when you know you want to really um, invest in your brand and work on that, um, maybe ask for quotes. Um, you can ask different places, um, different designer, how much would you charge to keep my brand consistent and work on it for me? And I need this and this every week. How much would it cost for that? And then you can see if you can afford it. Um, and until then, I would say that it's probably best to work on your business first because as a small business I know branding is important but I also believe that the value behind your business and why you're doing it and how you're trying to help your customers is probably more important than the visuals which I know it's very weird for a graphic designer to say but I do believe that as a small business, you need to figure out why your business is here, why you're doing it, how are you going to grow, what are your values, how are you helping your customers. That's the foundation of your business. And then the branding should come afterwards and should come on top of that and should represent that. So it should represent what you've already been working on. So until you have that, until you have a foundation, until you've grown as a small business, um, you can then move on to the next step and hire a, a designer or an agency to work on your branding for you, I think. So it's almost like the, the, the first job is just to grab people's attention so that then they can learn about your, your hows yes. and whys and, and everything. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And then once you've formulated your brand, I guess, or what you are going to be offering to people, then someone can come in and help you start to visually exactly. um, yes. yeah, tell yeah. that story. Because I get a small, a lot of small businesses um, that come to me and they're like, oh, I'm going to do this business and I want this business to be like that, but it's not there yet. There's nothing. And they're like, oh, and I need the, the logo first. I'm like, well, it's okay to want a logo, but maybe you need to finalize your business plan first and <laughs> have everything kind of like ready to go before actually moving on to the branding. Yeah, there's definitely a, an order which people don't, follow yes, sometimes yes <laughs> go and register all their domain names and business names but don't do a trademark or a search or anything like that yeah no <laughs> taking time to work on your business not many people realize even like with freelancing and i just want to go freelance and do design work you're still going to have to work on your business otherwise you're always going to be stuck well not stuck but you're always going to be doing design work like in the yes. trenches if you know what i mean and it could be to the point where you are just having to say yes to everything because you're not putting that effort in on your business. Um, you almost have to treat your own business like a client so that it gets the, the same attention and gets scheduled and you put the time aside to work on it. Yes, totally. It's something that I've learned um, along the years as well. Like It's so tempting to just do the client work and then at the end of the day be like, okay, I'm done, done for the day. Um, but you really need to spend time working on your business because it is a business as well. So it needs taken care of as well. So you need to work on your, your branding, your identity, your story, your narrative as well. And you need to constantly work on finding new clients, finding new ways to make money just in case. And I think what has really helped for me as well is um, being posting a lot more and being out that out there a lot more because I get so much work from um, like Instagram, Pinterest and even TikTok and all <laughs> those things. Um, it actually works like people see your work and that's how they know they want something for you. If they don't see it, they will never ask you for work. So I think it's very important to almost every day like work on your business, work on um, going one step further with your business and I think as well, um, a lot of small businesses, they don't like think about it, but it's super important to always be authentic. I know that a lot of people think it's bad to show like the failures, the process, the unpolished work and all that. But I think that's really like a really good thing to um, have as well and be a bit more authentic with your work so since I started sharing a bit more of my experiments with my work sharing a bit more of the behind the scenes the process the work that's not 
finished and polished, I've had a lot more engagement, a lot more interest because people can see how it's done. They can see all the hard work behind everything and they can see I'm a real person. So they, I feel like they trust you more. Um, and it's something that as a small business, I think can help a lot. So just posting more, being really authentic, not being scared of trying out something even that doesn't work and just being honest with your audience um, and constantly be on the look for new jobs. Like there's nothing wrong as well with just reaching out to potential client and being like, look, this is my work. You can see I'm a real person. I'm authentic. I'm not perfect, but I would love to um, work for you one day if you need some help. Um, I, I think that... At the end of the day, that's all people are looking for. They're just looking for a real honest um, graphic designer or small business that can help them. Um, and yeah, if you can do that, I think you'll have no problem finding some work. I did something similar. Well, we, I didn't have social media when I started, but I, I sent out a whole bunch of letters to wineries um, that I wanted to work with. And it was funny, I sort of forgot about it, but then a couple of months later, someone came in and they had the letter folded up in their diary. I, I didn't realise that's where they found me from. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, so it's. I know it's scary at first. It's like, oh, I don't know if how they what they're going to think. And at the end of the day, like, people really appreciate that. If you can show that you're going to take care of their business, you're going to help them, you're going to bring them value, I think there's nothing wrong with um, asking them. If, if they don't want to work with you, they'll just say no and it's totally fine. And if they do, you'll probably have like more chances of them like really um, connecting with you and um, paying you the right amount of money and not failing you as a client. Yeah, it's it's all about being honest, I suppose, authentic and yeah, yeah not being scared to like reach out with people. You've mentioned a couple of different platforms there. How do you manage the time that you put into that as a small business owner? Like you still have other work to do and sometimes that can... So, yeah, that's a good question because, um, like I said, at the start I had to do it all myself. I had to learn how to do it. But now that I'm like making a bit more money, I actually hired uh, my sister who works in marketing and she's doing it for me. So <laughs> that's... Um, that's good because I don't have to do it. She's the one posting all of my work. So I give her the files and she's just reposed and repurposed and rewrite the content and upload it everywhere. But it's something that I had to learn to do myself at the start when she wasn't working for me. I was doing it all by myself. So I had to learn how to edit, film the videos, write content, write captions and write blogs and create a website and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not the best at it, but I had to learn and make it work for a bit. And now that I can make enough money to pay someone to do it for me, I'm doing it. And it's much better because like she's doing it every day, which is awesome. In saying that, I'm still working on my business every day. Like every day I, because now I'm like focusing on hand lettering and typography. I'm trying to create something every day. So I'm trying to not just do work every day, but also work on um, being creative every day and really trying to experiment with new new things, new medium, new styles and things like that. Because I think it's super important as an artist to keep that alive as well. So just one thing you said before that I think is important, I guess, for small businesses or for people starting a small business and something you've touched on a couple of times, but it is perhaps learning that skill before you start to outsource it. I think people try to outsource things really quickly. Yes. And then they don't really appreciate or know what needs to be done or understand what has to be done in, with whatever they're trying to get other people to do. Yes. But in learning it yourself first, at least you understand when you get quotes or what the other person's doing or if you get an agency, like you, you have more knowledge of what the yeah. process is. You, yeah, you understand the amount of work that's required. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. And it's funny, like when you, wear, um, when you have a small business, like you wear several hats. Like you've yes. got your admin and marketing and the, the doing whatever the, the job that you do. But it's funny, like you say, like you, those hats grow pretty fast, like sound yes. editor and uh, video editor and <laughs> designer. <That's it>. And <laughs> I'm doing the marketing, I'm doing yeah. the emails, the accounting, I'm doing the videos, photography, the design, <laughs> doing yeah. everything. But yeah, if you when you start growing as a small business, that's when you can figure out 
what is it that you're really not really good at and all that you really hate doing and that's when you can start outsourcing and for me it was like clients email and posting on social I was like no someone else can do that yeah <laughs> something I think designers maybe struggle with sometimes and I guess this could be more towards any graphic designers or graphic design businesses that could be listening it is in pricing your services I think there's a lot of people that maybe underprice or they don't allow for everything that's going to happen or tax that you know every, everything yeah. uh, how did you approach yes. it should I say <laughs> so it's something I've always struggled with I still struggle with it definitely not but no I've learned along the years that you definitely cannot do anything for cheap you should never do something for cheap even if it's for your friends and family they it's work you need to pay your bills um for my part I've been to university I had a degree and I learned to do what I do today and even though it's taking me like an hour to do it it's all of the knowledge that I've accumulated over the years that allowed me to do it in one hour but if that person was trying to do it themselves like it would take them a week so even though it's only an hour you shouldn't charge an hourly rate like you should definitely charge per project that's something that I've been doing um, and it works for me so I charge per project and I kind of figure out the price depending on what are they going to do with the project? Like, where is it going to be used? Um, is it going to be reprinted? Is it going to be reach a big audience? How is it going to convert for them? Are they going to make a lot of money from that um, design or not so much? So that's how I kind of figure out the price for the project. And on top of that project, I always add, obviously, taxes, but then an extra maybe 25% just to make sure I cover any changes or any unexpected things and then I do charge an hourly rate for additional changes um, but that's all like written on uh, my contract but yeah regarding pricing I think when you're just starting out it's so easy to just be like oh I'm scared I'm gonna lose this client so I'm just gonna do it for cheap but what I've learned from doing a bit more online teaching and generating different income stream from selling digital assets, I can now say no to smaller job. And I actually find that it's a lot more beneficial to say no to five $250 job and saying yes to the 25K job once. Like you will spend less time working on the project. Um, you will make more money. And even though you've said no to like five or 10 people that were going to pay you a small amount of money, you're better off dedicating all of your time working on your business to find that one client that's the 25K client. Someone who's going to invest, say, 25K as well, they're going to appreciate what you do and they're actually coming to you for your knowledge. So yes, I find exactly. sometimes... The lower value projects because I guess they are a lower value they don't they just yeah if they don't appreciate not, what you do yeah doing. if they're not willing to pay you money it's probably mean that they don't value your work whereas yeah. if they are willing to pay some money they will value what you do and you will have like a, just a better relationship with the client but yeah if if they don't want to pay you money or if they don't think you're worth that money it just means it's the wrong client for you well they probably don't value design or brand perhaps yes you know, as well yeah they, but yeah it's just mean that it's not the right fit and you need to find the right client for you yeah and something else you just touched on you spoke about the hourly rate but you said that's in your contract so how long did it take you before you put a contract in place when you started did you start straight away or that's something you learned that you need to get um, in I kind of had the contract for pretty much forever, yeah. <laughs> but the over the years I kind of like adjusted that contract and added <laughs> bits and pieces into it I, as I was like going through things. I was like, oh, I need to specify that now and add that. I'm not working on public holidays. I'm only working nine to five or I'm not storing your files for you or for like five years <laughs> and yeah. things like that. So I think your contract can evolve, evolve with you. Yeah. As your knowledge grows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Sorry, and something you just mentioned before as well, like I think some people will come out of say an agency and they were getting paid an hourly rate as a, um, a wage. So then that when they start freelancing, you know, they add $10 to it or something like, wow, I'm getting paid like $10 more than I was earning before. Yeah. Without then taking into account, now they're paying All their the own expensive. subscriptions yeah. and they, they've got to buy their own equipment and their own electricity and 
things that they didn't obviously were covered in the in the agency so that they come up with a figure that they think well that sounds really expensive they're paying me that much but it's not so much you like you you do you have to think of it as a business and all the expenses and costs that come along with you being able to produce that work definitely yeah that was me at the start I was like just coming out of my first job and I was like oh I'm charging this much I was like Oh, it's so good but then you're like oh I've had so many expenses like you need to pay for subscription you need to pay for your actual desktop computer you need to pay for everything like electricity because I work from my home studio and working an hourly rate is not feasible and even though say you're working all of your hours possible during the week how do you make a profit from that like you there's only a certain amount of hours you can work per week so it's definitely not a like sustainable way of pricing you don't want to sell hours no No, you you want to get out of that as soon as you can yeah yeah again sorry so you just mentioned your home studio which is cool again i I suppose also with covid people have realized that you can sort of work well a lot of people forced to work from home um, over the last couple of years and i think some businesses have realized that they can do it but how do you find working from home or how do you manage that separation i guess I know in the past there's times where I've worked from home and if yep. I've had a big deadline or there's a big job and something needs to be done, it's really hard to sit down and relax with the family, having that thing sitting in the corner like yep. dragging you over to, <laughs> to work on. Yes, so I guess I'm, I've always been used to work from home because I worked from home right after my first two jobs in the two, two agencies. So that was back in 2014, I think. When I started, I was struggling. Like I would start work in my PJs at seven in the morning and then have breakfast while working and then have a break in the afternoon and then come back to work at night. I'm like, this is, this is not good. I won't get any work done like that. So you, cause it was my own business. It's my job. I kind of just try to be a bit more, I don't know, like a bit more strict with myself and a bit more self-discipline, I suppose. And I, kind of got used to it and now I'm really trying to force myself to be in the studio at least from nine to five and if I take a break I kind of make up for that hour I do work on weekends but it's pretty rare and like I said now that I'm doing more of the things I love I don't really mind working outside of um, hours time and also my studio is like a dedicated area if I that's there's my house in one part and then the the studio is like a separate place so I have to actually get in there and actually that's where I do the work so actually every uh, morning I try to like dress up for work and (laughs) get in the office and I try not to go in the office over the weekends like no now it's time to relax and don't step into the office don't do any work (laughs) I used to do similar things like sometimes I'd put on a even though I'm not wearing a shirt now (laughs) <laughs> I'm wearing a t-shirt should I say <laughs> sorry but at home because yeah just that mental you know you feel like you you know you dress for work so you go to work the, exactly yeah the hard bit I found was not so much the discipline but the family discipline just because like you're there like it's good to sort of say okay bye like I'm going to the office yeah. or, like I'm off yeah. to work yeah just to try and get that just so everyone knows you're not there just because you're there but Yes, I also um, work with my sisters, like I said, they're helping me and they also have their own business and we share the same studio, so they come every day, so it's like, okay, now it's time to work and I have to do work anyway because there's people here working with me, so. Yeah, yeah. no, that's awesome. And you're, you're around family, which is great as well, so sounds like you've created like, yeah, really great yeah. environment and yeah. business and everything. Yes, working um, with family is good sometimes and <laughs> sometimes it's like... Um, <laughs> No, it's always, it's Challenge. been good. Yeah. So where to f- from here? Do you have any big goals going forward? Yes, I do. I do have <laughs> um, a lot of goals. It's funny because I have a, call her a coach. So it, she was one of my um, previous teacher at uni. She's always been um, kind of behind me and helping me with my business. She's like a mentor? Really, like a mentor, yeah. 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 She's, she's always been um, pushing me, helping me, um, do the right thing and stay on track with um, what I do. And yeah, she kind of recently re had a meeting and she's like, okay, you need to figure out what's your 
what's your goal for the next five years? So I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but now I know. So I actually am planning on working on a new online course, which is going to be very different from the very the first courses that I have. I've got four at the moment. So they're all about like learning new skills and learning new design skills. Um, but this one, I want to help um, my students uh, really not so much creating a new a small business, but help them um, figure out how to find new sources of income streams and by selling digital product mostly, or might be other ways as well. But um, mostly I want to help them with that. So it will be a big course. It will be a, a nine week course, like in person. So it's something that I have been thinking about for a while now. So it's hopefully coming out early next year. But yeah, that's my bigger goal for the coming months. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Yeah, help small business yeah, not have all your eggs in one basket. So Exactly. And I think we live in a time where it's so easy to find ways to make money online. And I feel like if you have something that has value and that, you, that can help people out, um, there's nothing wrong with selling it and making money from it and it can really help and i feel like a lot of people get stuck trying to make as much money as possible from doing something they don't necessarily love uh, whereas if you can find a way to make extra money on the side just to be safe and pay the bills and really focus on doing what you love that can really change your life and change the way you work and yeah mm. I, i've noticed a big change for myself and i want to hopefully help my student do the same. Awesome. <laughs> what are you loving most, I guess, about being a small business owner? I, I would say the freedom. Yeah. <laughs> the freedom of like coming here today for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's just being able to, like I said, do the work I love now, choose my clients, choose when I want to work, even though I work a lot, like it's hard work. Like I'm, it's not always what you see on Instagram. <laughs> it's a lot of sleepless nights and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's super rewarding. And I love having more freedom. And now that I've been teaching a lot more and sharing my knowledge, I can see the value in what I'm doing a lot more than just doing client work. And I feel like people are so much like happier with the result they get from my courses than the client with the design that I was making for them. So yeah. that's... Definitely one of the best thing about uh, what I do at the moment. Yeah, awesome. Seeing the results. Yes. I think you've given us a lot of lessons. There's a lot there that people can learn starting their business. I guess if you had to pick one, what would be the one lesson that you would share with people starting? So I guess it depends on the business, but um, if you're doing like a graphic design business like me, it would be to show your work yep. as much as possible. And I guess finally... It is graphic design and visual. So yeah. where can people find your work online? So <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so I'm on Instagram. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel with a couple of videos, which I'm working on. And I'm also on TikTok. And yeah, Behance, Dribble, everything. <laughs> I've, I've given you all the links. I'll put yeah. the links. Yeah, yeah we'll, awesome. we'll post the links so everyone can, yes. can click on them. So Aurelie, thank you for coming in today. Um, thanks for yeah for making the time available. It's been really really good. There's definitely a lot there that people are going to be able to take away, whether they're in a design business or just any small business. I think so that that that's awesome. Yeah, we wish you all the success moving forward and looking forward to checking out your course early next year. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. That was awesome. And yeah, if anyone has any questions, I'm always more than happy to answer. Just send me a DM on Instagram. Awesome. That's everything small business for today. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to stay up to date with our show, please subscribe or follow in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you know someone who might enjoy this podcast, please share it with them or share it on your socials and tag us. Until next time, this is everything small business.